Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. All right, here we are back for the Influent Podcast, and uh, I'm so excited about this one. We've got uh, Jim Mafuccio here. Say hi, Jim. My Hello. partner in crime. We've got Aaron. Say Hello. hi, Aaron. Hello. And Bob Hartley. Yay. Give yourself a hand. I like that. Um, For those that don't know, Bob and I ministered together for some 15-odd years and and have been best friends for a long time. And, you know, we all have our challenges. I've had so many questions. People ask me, how's Bob Hartley doing? And, uh, you know, and I'm looking at Bob Hartley, and he's he's doing well. He's doing well, and the Lord is... Soaring, man, soaring. Yes. So this time, I mean, you know, and Bob, here's here's the thing. I mean, you know, you have such a track record in in the prophetic, and you have all these crazy dreams, and it's kind of fun and torturous to be you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you called you called the Trump election, um, the presidential election, and and I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the election and all that, but. I do want. I want to mostly talk about what it means for us. But you, you called it, and and actually back in 2002, you know, and actually my notes, I actually have it written down on my notes in 2013. Well, you remember, you remember in 2013 that was you said you saw the waves, the five waves were crashing, right? And you said God's answer was the Trump card. Now it wasn't about an election. It wasn't about a man. That's right. It was about the the idea that God had. An answer, no that's matter right. what the circumstances looked like, and that's the trump, right? And the, yes. In playing cards, you can have a perfect hand, and then someone plays a trump, and it wins. That's right. And so, but but tell about just the you know the the, the 2002 and uh, you know you know just the, very good the trump card. 2002, I dream and that we're going to make a choice, and it was progressing. You know, I saw Bush. And I saw burning bush. I saw that he would take out Saddam Hussein that first day. And there would be weapons of mass destruction. And they weren't physical weapons of mass destruction, but it was mass destruction towards human beings. So I do believe a lot of evil was averted there. I know there's lots of feelings out there about how Bush's candidacy and presidency went. However, that's what I saw. And, you know, and in essence, uh, Saddam Hussein was taken out the first day. And I do believe that, you know, there was value in that. Second election I saw was the people would decide. And that was Obama. And I actually saw him getting better towards the end of his presidency in foreign relations. And so that was, you know, so I was, you know, you look at, you know, what a pray and stand for whoever is in that office. But the third... Uh, there would be a president that would inherit a decision, a choice. And the choice was one of two doors. And one door was hopelessness, and the other door was hope. And the God of the hope, or the God of the trump card, was going to win that election. Mm. And so then he spoke, and I don't know why, in 2002, it just didn't make sense to me, didn't have enough context. Said this one, would need to make three good decisions, right? And, and you know those decisions. Yeah, this was yeah. You, you shared this in a recent uh, video. 
three good decisions. And and would you say he's made those decisions? I believe that he has uh, made them, but here's what's added to my certainty that this is the right way for us to go, is that he has a cabinet. And he has a little Betsy Sue. So in all of these dreams, which have been many, little Betsy Sue from Whoville was the children. And that he would not divide the baby. That he would care for the children of our nation. And so he wouldn't lose himself to, you know, not a wrong rhetoric, not act like himself, get bitter. You get a bitter president that's upset. And, and divide the baby means where you, you, you choose to destroy the nation because of, you know, your views or your personal gain or loss, basically. Yes. So he wouldn't do that. He would choose the nation. He would choose the health of the nation over his own personal gain or loss. No. Yes, which is a, a level of objectivity that few ever get to. And all the rhetoric of the past, it was going to like Saul to Paul, right. was not going right. to reflect him in the presidency. And it would open the door, his example, our cabinet's example, would open the door for the 50 million hope reformers. So the time capsule's opening. Woo! It, it really is. The, it's... Isaiah 45, the Lord spoke that there's treasures coming out of the dark or deep. And the dark and the deep represents those places of pain, perplexity, hopelessness, or treasures are coming out of hope and redemption for the 50 million. And so there are many coming out of prison now. Yeah. So talk about the recover all. This is kind of the key and if for this, this season, and it's, it applies a lot of ways. Uh, Recover all. Um, you know, I actually know you spoke and was in, I think it was 2014, about the, you know, it was the first Kings 6 or 7, um, where they, uh, the lepers go in and, and plunder the camp, and, yeah. they, you know, no one believed them. And you said this is a season to, of winning and recovering. And that was a season when, really, for us, it was personally for me, I actually took that word. Yeah. And it really was. It really came yeah. true. Yeah. Where, you know, so this season is a recover all. It's a recover all for our nation, and it's a recover all individually. It's recover all in, in kind of our godly inheritance for this nation, right? So just talk a little bit about the. Yeah, this all. is so significant. You know, it's a. Um, I think everyone in the nation can relate to this reality. It's Second Samuel, or First Samuel thirty. I'm sorry, but there was this. Reality of David, and I got to tell the backstory a little that David, you know, was to be king, and David's obviously being opposed by Saul. Mm -hmm. David goes on, you know, these these excursions. He's off course, and he ends up coming back and seeing Ziglag burning to the ground, which is his home. Which is his home. And his wife and children are gone, and all of the plunder is gone. So everything he ever worked for. Complete loss. Complete loss. And many can identify with this. Yeah. You know, they've lost their finances, and the cruelty, you know, of that loss is just a pain out right. of it. It's People cruel have loss. lost their businesses, they've lost their jobs, and then that produces marital stress, and they lose their families and their marriages. and. And it's been, it's been a tough 10 years for a lot of folks. Yeah. And so David comes in, absolutely. David comes in, and 
he is, uh, the people are very bitter at him, like the people have at Trump. And it says they want to kill him, like the people want to kill Trump. And he has to get a word from God. And so I believe that there has been that place where uh, Donald Trump cabinet went for a word for God, from God. And I believe the word that God is Isaiah 58, 11, and 12. I'd love to look at that later. But it says, out of the ruined places, out of the ashes, he will rebuild the cities. And it's profound. I'll be with you in the most empty of places, and I will make a well-watered garden there. So it's about restoration. Right. So they've got a word. They've got a word of recovery. It's a God of recovery. It's bigger than Trump, bigger than the cabinet. It's a God of recovery. But he has those that are willing to agree with him. And so he gets a word, and Donald Trump at that point was responding in the dream to the bitterness. He was responding to... They wept till they wept no more. David did as well. Right. So he was responding to that, and then all of a sudden he gets strengthened from God, and he turns his attention to where, and this is for all of us, to where he gets a word from God. And then he begins to envision it. And that is for all of us to get a vision after that. So he begins to envision going after the Amalekites who had taken everything and he envisions seeing his children run out from the rocks and say daddy he envisions you know and I'm going to make an application to how does that look for our nation then his wife coming out and then as he envisions you know his men's wives and families then he envisions overcoming the Amalekites then he envisions the 200 that are exhausted and that could go with him to fight I mean it's They've been on a major journey, exhausted. Well, he envisions giving to them. And when he gives to them, it actually changes the heart of the 400. Let's say, don't give it to them. Well, they turn around, they see what benevolence does, and they feel good about it. Well, they all agree then, and then they give to 13 other cities. And then David's made the king of all. So how do we apply this, and how did the Lord apply it? And so David recovered everything that was, that was taken. He recovered everything plus. Yeah. He got all the Malachites. He got all what was stolen. Yeah. So this is this is an important word for individuals. Yeah. Right? This is for you yes. if you lost your business, if yes. you lost your family. Yeah. This is this is for us. This is a, a word for you to recover all. Time to recover all. Yeah. And it's for our nation. Yeah. That it's time to recover. I mean, we've lost some battles. We've lost some key key yeah. fights, and it seems like in some ways we're on our heels. Our nation, we've never really, we haven't had an economic recovery, and yeah. and so it really is a time where we're to recover, a, a, you know, a, a all. <laughs> and I would say here's the ways that the Lord showed in the dream that we would recover all. The first way is the way we saw ourselves, yeah. and that's what happened to uh, David. He, you, you are, people see you exactly the way you see yourself. And there's a scene of greatness in our nation that we quit seeing ourselves that way. Wow. And so Trump says, no, we're great. Yeah. And we're wow. great people. That was the most important recovery 
was our original identity, our original essence as a nation. profound. Think of this. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's the same with us as reformers, right? It's, it it's so important the way we see ourselves. Yeah. You know? And, you know, we were talking uh, before we we uh, we started you know, recording this podcast, and Jim was just saying how, you know, you know how much we feel we like we we play to lose. We don't play to win the game. You know, We've lost the expectation that actually we're supposed to win. And and that's 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 looking at ourselves differently. It's looking in the mirror and saying, no, I'm supposed to win, and I'm going to win. Versus I'm playing to lose the game. Yeah, we know it's a losing game, but I'm going to play anyhow. Right. You know, and that was the message of the Royals, right? The yeah. Royals win a, a year ago. You know, and that was the message was you know. Ex- expected to win. It didn't matter what the scoreboard showed. And they had fun. Yeah, they had fun. There was a joy in the, in, the, in the doing it, you know. The Lord had to have us apparently lose all so that we could see the power of the seed. The power of the seed is what we were created to be. Nothing could kill that. And so it seemed that, you know, we were challenged to believe things about ourselves that weren't our true selves. Hmm. And it seemed almost impossible to recover our national identity mm. as a family. Wow. And the, God showed, you know, that what He plans, wow. what He's called us to be, there you go. that we're, we're we're destined to become God's workmanship in us, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God prepared this in advance for us to do to be. So it's God's choice that is showing a major. Miracle! This is absurd faith that we can restore this national dignity and identity, and we we are restoring it. Wow! So you know that means so much to me, Bob. And you know I'm a you know historian, and I just yeah. finished my book Kingdom Horizon. Yeah. And and uh, you know, and it's a, you know about uh, one of the chapters is God bless America. Yeah. And it's about the importance of America. I mean, America was a unique nation, the only nation birthed out of the Age of Enlightenment. It was out of an ideal no. that God could no. do something. And it was, I mean, they structured the government based on Scripture. And it was this idea of, the, of freedom, freedom of religion, freedom of speech that had never been seen in history. And it was, it was considered a radical idea that was unworkable by most people. Yeah. People can't govern themselves. Yeah. They'd be mob rule. They, yeah. need, they need a king. Yeah. And the idea that you could own a property and it couldn't be taken from you, that you could start a business. And it was this radical idea, you know, a, a nation that would be an actually a free nation. And, of course, it became the main way nations work. But God loves this idea. It's God is the author. He said he came, he came that we have life and more abundant. He came to set you free. You know, it's the enemy that wants, you know, wants to, to bind us up. And, and, and here, you know, the best-selling book, Christian book, yeah. The best yeah. 2014 was yeah. the Harbinger about God's judgment on America. Yeah. And I remember, you know, a year ago, you know, I I had a dream, and, and the dream was like, you know, the whole blood moons. Yeah. The Lord said, yeah. no, exactly the opposite. Exactly the yeah. opposite. And here it is. It seems like instead of this whole, you know, you know, 
God's doing the smackdown of our nation. Yeah. It's the opposite. He's, he's yeah. recovering. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've made it. You know, we're not a perfect nation. Yes, there's yeah. plenty of despicable things in our history. And, yeah. You know, but that, you know, wisdom. But you've got to be what you were created. You've got to be what you're created. That's it. You've got to be. And, and, and America today is the most entrepreneurial nation on the earth. It's the most yeah. gospel sending nation yeah. on the earth. Most Christians per capita who, who pray and believe yeah. God. You know, there's a lot of things. Yeah. To, re, to be redemptive and yeah. want to hope for America yeah. right? and, and every nation I don't want to just say America yeah. I mean really every nation well, has think, their redemptive history I think the question was lost so who did you create us to be yeah. and then we started to allow ourselves to be defined by choices we made we're not the choices we made we made some mistakes there yeah. we're not you know the failed this or that we are the ones that God created in his image for a certain purpose, this nation. And so I, I, you cannot treat others, this is what we've missed, and what the Lord spoke, you cannot treat others better than how you see yourself. Wow, that's so right. So us becoming all that we're called to be isn't pride, it's because we love others. And so if we continually treat ourselves as less than what we are and one another, then we, we can't love our neighbor. We can only love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so there was going to be a revelation of love, and we're going to have imperfect leaders, but they weren't going to be defined by failed marriage. They weren't going to be defined by the choices they made. They were going to be defined by who God said they were, like David was. That's profound, Robert. Recovering all. So... So, um, you, you you all called Brexit as well, which was interesting because I thought that this election, I thought Trump really had a chance... And it was because of Brexit. I, I didn't know which way Brexit was going to go, no. but I knew the polls. The pollsters were wrong, right? Generally, and be, and because polling techniques, modern polling techniques, don't work anymore, people don't answer the phone like they used to. You can't yeah. get a random sample. It's really hard to get a random sample yeah. to people. So anyhow, I knew that wasn't working. Well, then they 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 prophesied doom. They said that you know. Europe is destroyed yeah. if Brexit happens, and then the market sells off that one day. And yeah. I wake up that morning and like, man, it's time to back up the truck and buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who lost their job? Yeah. What business fell down today? Yeah. What what building is destroyed today? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing was destroyed. Yeah. And and of course now the markets you know start immediately making new highs. And uh, and and you look at the same thing that's going on with with Trump. I mean, this is absolutely amazing what's happening. Yeah. With Trump, the bond market is taking a nosedive, and it's dropped half a point, half a percentage point. The interest rates are, have risen half a, per, half a point, and to me, that's that's sector rotation. What's happening is investors are getting are getting out of parked money. They're right. unparking that's their money, yeah. and they're moving they're moving their money to infrastructure And this is the yeah. first time this has happened in ten years. Yeah. Um, and when you see the stock market soaring, after yeah. dumping, yeah. then it soars. Yeah. And I had a dream. This was this was a few weeks back that it would be Reaganomics. It would be Trumponomics. Would be Reaganomics, mm-hmm. and that he was the second coming of Reagan in economics at yeah. least. And, and uh, of course, that was a very good time. There was yeah. you know you saw big you know recovery in the eighties of of the the economy, and I feel like jobs are coming back. Yeah. I think I think the job market's going to get strong again, yeah. and I I thought the stock market was going to go up, and I thought I thought you know I thought interest rates might rise, but we're mm-hmm. still it's still we're going to see a recovery, 
So you had a very similar thing. You saw the economy getting better. Yeah, I saw the Chile plan being acted. And so then we could talk to that. I want to make a, a point, if I can, about the recovery of all. I think that's, you know, just in, that parallels with this uh, David passage, if I could, is we had to have our personal identity as, of, as a nation challenged. Every great nation of every great leader, we're going to have to have a challenge, our image, our conceptions of who we think we are, because it calls us into a greater place of encountering God about the reality of who he's called us to be. So I look at Moses, he was challenged about who he was. He's a fugitive, and he leads the nation. And you could go through the different ones. So David recovers his own personal identity, and I believe that's what's happening to us as a nation. And then he spreads it to his men. Okay? So this, people can prosper. So now you're talking about jobs. You're talking about a lot of implications. Right. Okay, so then they go and they defeat the Amalekites. Well, their family, let's say first their families were restored, and that has application. You know, the families are going to be restored. You know, it's, it's going to be hard, I'm saying, on those black families. Other families, there's going to be a restoration wow. of the true identity of a family. Wow. Right now, there is such a confusion about what a family looks like, and there's so much disorder and dissipation that we have just a, a weakness in the fortitude of our nation, major over family. And then he goes and he defeats the Malachites. Well, uh, there have been nations that have allowed, been allowed to weaken us as a nation. There's a difference between us winning and every nation losing. But no, they, there's those nations that agree for the commonwealth of all nations. And then there's those that are just out, out for themselves only. Yeah. And out for our destruction. Wow. And so the Malachites, they're going to get defeated. And not only that, and I, I'll name the Malachites at some other point, but it's, it doesn't make sense to do that at this point. But then their goods will be plundered back. We're going to get our jobs back, and we're going to get our people back from different nations where they have been undermined, they have lost their jobs and careers to different nations, it, it shouldn't have happened. It should have never happened. We'll realize what foolishness we've lived in. And, they, and David's man, wow, we're running from these guys. Wow. This is ours, and that plunder is theirs. Wow. But here's what's going to happen next. It, David comes back, and the 400 that, are, that fought with him, they just want it for themselves. Well, this is a rich that the people are looking at and saying, Okay, these rich ones that have felt put down because they think we have the highest corporate tax rate. It's been hard on the rich. It's been hard on the wealthy to produce income that they were called to create for the sake of others. Well, are they going to hoard? Right. No, they're going to have a benevolent leadership that's going to say, no, we give it to the others. It's going to happen and surprise the heck out of people. And they're going to provide jobs for all. Wow, there you go. There is going to be true compassion and release of compassion through the political That's arena like awesome. we have not seen. Which is what your point is. I mean, David did this when he won the plunder from the Melanites. Right. He actually gave it to those who didn't fight. That's he, right. So there was this redistribution of wealth, but it was voluntary. 
and yeah. it was benevolent, yeah. out of out of a good heart. Yeah. And then when he did that, the men said, "Yeah, you know, let's." His men also agreed with that. So you're, we're going to see the wealthy create jobs and start to give back. Yes, anyway. give back and distribute. Yeah, there's going to be some yeah. interesting creative genius and compassion. Wow. I, and then next, he gives the thirteen cities that have nothing to do with the, the fight, the battle, or the victory, or the plunder. Well, he gives it to them. And that is what's going to happen. We're going to give to 13 nations, and they're Other going to invite nations, God. Right. Yeah. So, so the first recoverall is for America, the yeah. U.S. Yeah. The second recoverall is, is, is for these other nations outside of America. Yeah, that will become our marvelous comrades. And let's just back up. David's men who were against him want to kill him, they go to fight with him. Well, that's one thing, just fight because you're, you're children, you're going to get your families back. Well, now they end up saying, this plunder belongs to David. Those that have been against you, I, others, now they're going to say, no, that's rightfully his. We're going to, we're going to plunder that for him or for Trump. They're going to say, well, we'll fight for this guy. And, and I believe some might identify with Trump. I want to speak to, to me, I saw the whole cabinet. And I saw ones in there that they're going to fight for, but in, you know, in proxy, it'll be Trump as well. So he recovers all, recovers that from those 13 nations. Those 13 nations, I believe, are going to come together in a coalition, and they're going to restore the Ten Commandments. So you want me to tell you that? Part? Absolutely. Okay. This is so good. There's going to be a revisiting of the Ten Commandments, okay? But it is not commandments. It's going to be Ten Benefits, okay, that comes forth from this. This is for our nation and for these other nations. For the, yes. And so, first, there's going to be bringing out of bondage. That's what he did. He brought them out of bondage, okay? And... He was a God who liberated. Now, he liberated through these Ten Commandments. That was his name. He identified himself before the Ten Commandments. Well, now he's going to liberate by having this Ten Wisdom Ways, Ten Gifts, Ten Blessings. And the first one is no other God before us. We don't have to be confused about who God is. We'll see the goodness of God. Is he a spirit God? Is he a, a, a God that harms? Is he a God that's against us? The human race will start to see him as the desire of all nations. He's going to put down wow. the gods of Baal and Asherah. And, and, and the ones that wanted it, Baal and Asherah, it's just going to, it's going to dissipate. They're not even going to want Baal and Asherah. We have, I believe, the temple hopes of every knee bowing. I believe that there's going to be knees bowing majority, majorly, where it says in Psalms 22, 27, the families of the earth will be his families, that we're going to see these ones say, I don't want any other God. I want him. Wow. As they see his nature and, and see his nature through these nations. So part of the recover all is that we recover God as our God of this nation, in, in this, where there would be no more confusion about no other gods before us. So... 
you know, some of the some of the, the radical homosexuality or the radical feminists, and we're not against these people at all. You know, right. but but there's an agenda that's that's a harmful agenda, and it's confusing. It basically is confusing agenda, and so we're going to see clarity come, and it's we're be okay to be Christian and be normal, and it's it's okay to be who we are, and there's no confusion about who God is. It'll be in vogue to pray in the classroom. It'll be in vogue to pray in businesses. It'll be in vogue to pray, pray in universities. It'll be in vogue because there'll be a right view of God. And how the different groups that you named respond, I believe there'll be such a love from Him and an understanding of His mercy. He gave me that dream about 10 years ago. He said, the earth is void of my mercy. In other words, we have the wrong definition of it. And he said, if people really tasted of my mercy, then you wouldn't fight and die on the petty oh, mountains. That's so true, Robert. You wouldn't die on the petty mountains. You wouldn't die over, okay, you know, homosexuality or this. There would be a greater original design that came forth from us out of the identity of God. You, you know, that makes me think of his pants, you know. and It was just this happened yesterday in the news, I think. And they shouted him down in the, at a... You know, the, this Hamilton group shut him down in a play and, you know, telling him what they think, how bad it is, and, you know, telling him what to do. And yeah. and so they interview him after Pence and they say, you know, what do you think about that? And he says, oh, I'm not offended at all. He said, I understand that they're, you know, that they're, uh, you know, they're worried and I just want to tell them they don't need to be concerned. We yeah. really hear you and yeah. we appreciate your voice. I leave it to others to, to, to say if the way they, if they shared that information was appropriate or not. Yeah. And it was just so gracious. Kind answer. It was so gracious and kind. Yeah. And, and even the news, all the news were just going, oh, wow. And it's that that you're talking about. It's yeah. just, if you know, who, who could really look in the eyes of Jesus and hate him? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, you just can't. You know, he's too kind and too good and too perfect, you know, too loving. This is very interesting. You know, part of the 200 that stayed back, they still wanted to kill him. You know, I mean, they weren't, they were tired. They said, okay. They didn't see in David's eyes what the 400 saw. We're going to have the news media. We're going to bless them. And I believe that they're going to be, Wow. we're going to see a surprising shift in the news media. Wow. Where there's a recovery of all, there's a recovery of a voice, and some of the cities that he reaches out to, news media agencies, some other places. Planned Parenthood is one of these 13 cities. I, I, I'm making statements that just seem so far out there, but the libertarians, there's going to be a response that surprises us. We have to get a vision of it. So that we can, as a man or woman, thanks, so he is. God loves to surprise us. Mm -hmm. Surprises us with his sovereignty. But now faith releases the day-to-day -day imagination or picture that we need to see. So, Second commandment? Don't take the name of uh, him in vain. And that means that, that he won't be misrepresented. And it just won't ring true when he's misrepresented in different religions that could perhaps take on a different flavor and a different bat in the days to come. 
it, it just won't ring true about who God is. So there be those voices that say, you know, that he's one way. And so the people that misrepresent God or put his name on something that isn't his heart, it's not going to prosper, basically. No. It'll just be like a clanging symbol. It'll be so obvious. You know, he's going to flood some of the comedy shows. He's going to flood some of the, you know, the different religions. He's going to flood, wow. you know, some of the things that have been accepted. We're going to see a change in the TV shows that have been accepted, that are trying to, people just think are kind of fun. They'll look at it and say, that is just not, you know, they'll the throw up, they'll vomit, you know. Wow. Because there would be a, a, a birthing of this desire where they can't have God going to places where he does not dwell. Robert, this really is the God of the Trump card. It yeah. really is God just trumping, you know. I mean, I've been a part of the prayer movement for a couple yeah. of decades, you know. With, yeah. You know, we've seen, you know, the call and IHOP and many, yeah. and you know, every home for Christ and so many of these prayer movements. We've really cried out for our nation. Yeah. I mean, it just it feels like the yeah. Lord is saying, okay, yeah. you know. He's hurt, and he's answering. Those winds entering the earth for eight years, he's held up. It's yeah, and, and it's not in spite of, it's just in the university, they used his name in vain. Well, it's not going to go. And, and make the adjustments in those universities for the staff, which they'll be like Nebuchadnezzar's. They'll come awake, and they'll say, why would I ever believe that about this right. good God? Why would I ever have to say that? And wow. so, interesting coincidence. But I mean, just the other day, we're, so I was talking to somebody about insurance. Yeah. And they used the phrase, you know, or other acts of God. And I said, you know, that's always bothered me why yeah. people are so willing to attribute, you know, catastrophic things that happen to yeah. God instead yeah. of giving Him glory for the good thing. Maybe we'll even see it go so far as that language will be taken out of, uh, you know, indemnification yeah. agreements and insurance policies. You know? No, I think it's. Tremendous. He's got a bad name. He's been given a bad name. Yeah, I think that's a tremendous example. So the third. The third is rest. Is a restoration of rest. It's you know the honor of the Sabbath. And so I believe that work has become something that our nation does not like to do in our youth because we've made it a grind. We've made it something that it was never meant to be with toil. And so I believe he wants to restore the fruitfulness and the creativity of work. And I believe that there's going to be rest in our efforts where we enjoy what we do. And, uh, you know, and I see that in Trump. Loves to build business. Loves yeah. to create opportunity. Yeah. And that is the exact opposite of what has been sowed into our nation. How to get the mo most and do the least amount of activity. Yeah. And it's destroying our people. And it's, so God is giving back this place of rest in the midst of enjoying productive, fulfilling days. Wow. We're going to have people work till they're 100. And love. It, it's interesting because they were, you know, here Trump is what seventy years old, you know, and they're interviewing him and like, you know, you're just a rich guy, you know, how much is enough? You know, yeah. like shame on you. How much is enough? And he, he, his response was, looked at him and said, "It's not about money. No, it's about this is what I do. This yeah. is what I, I do." I saw that interview with Shannon. It, it, it was exposing because it was like you kind of find yourself going along with the question, like. 
yeah, when is enough? And he's like, this has nothing to do with money. I, I, I get up in the morning, I'm, I'm like a normal person, watch TV with the family, you know. But I get up in the morning and I love what I do. I love building stuff. <laughs> We're not going to stop building stuff. God's wisdom in that law was we would not be slaves, but we would be sons. And so when we become slaves, we're just doing our work out of duty. When we become sons, we do our work out of delight. It's our inheritance. It's how we get to build. And so that will create productivity and creativity across the nations. You know, we, we've hit, you know, like the age of enlightenment or just the way technology has boomed. We have not seen anything yet to what the creativity, the water engine will come forth. There's going to be a different... Um, I can speak to what I saw because people have that industriousness where they'll press through, but it'll be out of delight versus out of duty. Oh, it's a gift from God. You, you know, Bob, it seems like in this whole election process, and I'm just diverting, you know, putting a parenthesis here for a second, the kind of millennials got a little lost. I mean... Yeah, you know, following Bernie, and I love Bernie. I just, you, ever, you, you gotta love Bernie. But you know, it's it's so much foolishness. It's it's a bubble that's not real. It's a bubble that it just would never work. You know, and there's no yeah. there's no reality. And 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 then the kind of the you know just the you know just the disappointment and yeah. even the Christian millennials it just seem really yeah. some of them really seem lost. Do you have any wisdom on the millennials? Or? It's we're doing this for the millennials because they are the Solomon generation and they will build the greatest kingdoms that have ever been built. And wow. the enemy is a roaring lion and wanted to destroy their initiative from the beginning get them into a social agenda, neuter them. And so we're doing this for the millennials because they're the ones that we are restoring joy and delight about what they do. And there's going to be opportunities that come forth from this. So we're fighting for the millennials. We're fighting for them to have the Solomon Jedediah calling that they get to build awesome kingdoms. They were headed towards living on food stamps. I wow. mean, they have a sense of how we have very, very skilled players that are amongst the millennials. He showed me them in five, ten years, and they were in food stamp lines. You know, and they didn't realize where the enemy was driving their ideal, their ideals into the place where they'd be run into the ground and, you know, just their fruitfulness and who they are. This is for the millennials, yes, and for their greatness, you know, this false compassion that undermines the dignity of human being and their greatness, you know, this is not not what we're going to produce. We're going to and produce. you're talking about the welfare system and basically so socialism, and yeah. it, it it has a great promise, but it just doesn't have great fruit in history. It doesn't work because it undermines the dignity of work and the dignity of individuals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's age-old ideas that have been bought into, and it's in the garden. He won't care for you. So God won't man. care for you. So. <laughs> so. I'll give you one more, and then I get an appointment. We'll keep. It, honor your mother and father. And I believe that what started to happen is 
And I'm not saying the mothers and fathers are just, but it's a commandment that there'll be this next generation. Like what I see in Trump's kids is they're fighting for their father's inheritance. We have made it all about the children's inheritance. It never biblically was all about the children's inheritance. It was about Abraham's inheritance. It was about the father's inheritance because that opens the door for their inheritance to be fulfilled. So, prophetic... Abraham gets their inheritance, all the 12 tribes get theirs. And we have dismissed the elderly's inheritances. We put them in old folks' homes. We said they have nothing to say. Wise cultures that I've been in they fight for that one to finish well and get their inheritance because they know that inheritance will leave them in a great place. So leave them the door for their inheritance. So it, it's, it's the deepest place of human relationships as mother and fathers, and it can get challenged. You might not love them for a season, but respect them and respect their inheritance and fight for their inheritance. And we were becoming a ham nation. You know, and ham was the one that walked in on his father, Noah, and looked at his nakedness. When I heard the younger generation be able to say about human beings, I just could not believe that I would have never said that about anybody. The human beings created in his sight. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to identify them wrongly, but this is an opportunity for them to walk into the better part of themselves and receive the inheritance. So, so how do you apply that to our nation? Well, I believe that there are ones that have the genius, latent greatness. There are so many Colonel Sanders out there that they failed, failed, failed. In 65, they're going to come up with ideas that are going to change our nation. Colonel Sanders is an example. He's found in Kentucky Fried Chicken. And how old? You know? 65. So, so he was kind of a nothing until age 65 yeah. and then changed failed the plan. Failed miserably. I'm right on trajectory. Feel miserably. But it is, uh, you know, what I saw, and I'll just finish with this, is I was speaking in the Bethel, it's called the Diamonds Group. And there are about 300 of these people that are 70 and older. And it always was about the children's inheritance. Well, my son Jad and Luke Hendrickson, they said, can we come with you? Well, I didn't know what they wanted to do. And they came in, they said, we had a revelation and an understanding that if we don't fight for your inheritance, that we don't receive ours. But the emphasis just wasn't that they got something. They said, we're here to fight for your inheritance. And they got, they blasted it out, prayer, Luke knelt down. You see these, these people became different. Versus the, the forgotten man is a true reality. They became, instead of old and forgotten, this dignity, they're weeping, they, that fight came into them to prosper and not dissipate till the end of their days. Most wealth dissipates when people get from 60 older. So, so is that part of the economic inheritance for the United States? Probably? Yes. Yeah. And right now it's being stolen. The baby boomers' economic inheritance is being stolen because they're being forgotten. And they have the greatest wealth potential because, one, they got the assets that if they invest it rightly, but they're sitting on the sideline. They're not really mm-hmm. seeing themselves as anything. And so our greatest wealth producers are not leaving the inheritance 
that we need them to leave for the sake of the children. So honor your mother and father. Don't miss your legacy. Do not miss your legacy. So that we'll get on to this next one because there's some interesting ones that we could go part two. So maybe we'll do another one here. Yeah, yeah I'm here back. for a few well, more days. Good see you for a few days when you're in town. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for coming back. And um, Just really good stuff. This is really exciting time yeah. to be alive. It's different than what people thought, you know. Who, uh, who felt great about everything? I would just know, like to say, people. again, to redeem a phrase, this is just another sign of the times, and the times are good. We've got to take back some of these phrases that have been, that have been ripped off. Well said, yeah. Jim. That's right. Thank you, thank you gentlemen, for being here, and we'll, we'll see you next time, Robert. Okay. God bless.